In 2024, friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to 97. Hot 97. The, the absolute weight room classic, <laughs> Master of puppets by metallica now there's a typo on my little thing it says master of peppers very distracting when i was reading that because i was thinking of all these great jokes master of peppers did you know aaron though that master of puppets it was actually recorded in denmark yes and it makes me think what about what about den luke den john and den matthew the new testament (laughs) it's the new den testament sounds like a contest for dentists okay By the way, uh, Metallica is also on the Mount Rushmore of Bay Area bands, Aaron. They are from the Bay Area. Yes, they are. They, they, they are moved there because the, they, the they, they moved there because they hated the hair metal scene in L.A. Uh, so they are Bay people just like you, which is so strange that you're wearing a Celtics jersey. I don't get yeah. it. I don't get why you're wearing a Celtics jersey. Listen, let's go on to K-Rob. Let's talk about this. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to... intro rob i gotta say if i have two minutes and 40 seconds of my life left to live i'd probably listen to that song again because that went on a long time 
five to ten minutes to talk about whether these intro songs are too long. Me, me, taking preparing for this podcast takes so much time. Also, me writing a five minute song because somebody once said the podcast is too long and it's stuck in my craw forever. Listen. We are talking about the Rolling Stone top 500 albums, as you heard in the intro. I don't need to go into it. But I've got three guys here who they want to talk about music, but more importantly, they want friendship desperately. It's Friday night. We're here with each other. I've got Russell, Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, listen to me and you'll see. More of this, more of me of this podcast is all you need. Dedicated to how I edit you. This pod will be faster. Faster. Yes. <laughs> faster. <laughs> I've got Matt in Minnesota. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, great. A little scared, a little scared there, but I'm doing well. Thanks. Yeah. And I've got Aaron, my puppet. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, who didn't get why Top Gun Maverick was fighting makeup. Yeah. Right, makeup? They, yeah, they were bombing a Rouge state. I mean, what's next? Are they going to bomb the Eyeshadow Republic? It could wreck the foundation of our democracy <laughs> and mascara what we are trying to do. To make these countries lipstick to freedom and abandon the concealers of freedom. Oh, I wrote freedom twice. Need to edit that. Uh, but, you know, it's no great gloss. Uh, but that, I guess it's enough. Faster. It's enough to make you blush. Aaron, how are you doing? Aaron did it. Take his glasses off. I'm excited to be here with our leper messiah, Rob. Countries lipstick to, I think, individual rights. I think that's a better way to write that. So thank yeah. you. All right, listen, Aaron, God, you're wasting our time. We don't have any more time for this. Let's get right into the voicemail. We got a voicemail. How do you leave a voicemail, Rob? You can contact us at 802-277-BECK, okay? And listen, we are actually getting quite a few voicemails. I am proud of me desperately asking for voicemails, and a lot of women are calling. Wish I had known about this maybe earlier in my life, okay? Not saying, listen, again, my marriage is fine. Thank you. All right, let's get into the voicemail. Let's just ignore what I said earlier. I didn't even think the dumb shit listeners that have the Samsung free app would know how to leave a voicemail. <laughs> no, Samsung free was a week ago, Russell. This is now. We've moved oh. on. Okay. We're, we're like on to iHeartRadio or something like that. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Here we go. Hi, first time voicemailer, long time listener. I oh. recently was trying to make a playlist for a holiday it was easter and it was hard to come up with good music for a fun easter brunch and so i was wondering uh from your all's perspective what holiday deserves better music than it has like you think it could have a better catalog than it currently has right now thank you listen easter easy right you got the hot cross buns you've got jesus coming down on the cross or coming out of a cave or something. You got hip hop hooray. Hip hop from the bunny. Hip hop hooray. Okay, good. Yeah, good. That's good fuck, that's bad better bunny. than mine. Bad, any, anything by bad bunny. I'm I'm going to give a semi serious answer to this one because I do like to I'm not I'm not I'm not a practicing religious person, but I do like to listen to uh gospel music on Sundays. So, I just throw out a few names, Andre Crouch, you get some Andre Crouch in there. Some Daryl Coley, throwing some Sister Rosetta Tharp, maybe a couple of Mahalia's uh, more rocking tunes, and like it's it's even if you're not a Christian, you can enjoy this music. It's good for an Easter brunch. So I'm just gonna do the caller a service, answer her question seriously. 
didn't the Andre Crouch choir wasn't they weren't they on our choir list a few times? Did, I don't know if it was yes. Michael Jackson or Madonna. Right. Or who'd they play with back in the in the eighties? A few, I think a few both, very right? famous songs, right, Aaron? Yeah. yeah, were they on like a prayer maybe? And then I uh, think so. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Russell. You got and it. And it's Dude. weird because his son was the quarterback for the Browns, Tim Crouch. Tim Crouch. That's Those. a good joke. On to off to a great start. Aaron, how could you bring up that boring stuff? He was the quarterback <laughs> for the... Wait, I was trying to respond to her. Would you guys ever date someone who called a couch a sofa, or would that be a deal breaker for you? Because it may have been a deal breaker for me once. Oh, was she like 68? That's what I'm saying. What are your thoughts I, on someone who calls a couch a sofa? Well, so, uh, one, of our, one of our listeners, uh, who I'm, as they say, related with you? to by marriage... Listen, marriage is not <laughs> so So, I mean, it's going great for me. It works, yeah. It's working out for me. Yeah, now Aaron doesn't own a sofa. Okay, what they have, of course, we know this, that he has bean Dude, bag chairs. He has sofa. different sized bean bag chairs around his house. That's all they have in the house. Baller ass sofa. You can take a good nap on there. You can fit your entire body on there as long as you're under six feet tall. The love seat, my dude. I would have rather got rid of the microwave and been allowed to see couch for the rest of my life than have to. You shouldn't have had to get rid of all these things, Aaron. Come on. Isn't it like a compromise part I of just love the, I love the idea that some woman's like, Russell, I'm wearing something more comfortable. Maybe you and I should go each other over on the sofa. And I was like, Whoa. no, see ya. Goodbye. <laughs> see ya. Each other on the what? <laughs> I don't think so. Matt. Okay, question though. This- hey, Russell, stick stick your face under the sofa cushion. Is that what you just said to me? Like, it's a couch cushion. <laughs> And do you want my face up? Matt has a serious question about our caller here. You want my face to you want my face to be your sofa? When I do get stuck in the couch, it does feel so fucking good. (laughs) So fucking good. Yeah. Okay. So this this caller though, and I I don't know who this I couldn't recognize who the caller was, but did they they asked what other holiday? Right. Yeah. She wanted to know um, another holiday that needs. Oh yeah, I forgot about the caller. I was thinking about Russ and the sofa. Another holiday that needs better. Because I was gonna say, I was gonna say Fourth of July. I mean, I just don't think we have enough like country redneck songs about proud to be an American and all that stuff. So I think Fourth of July. You know, we just don't have enough of those down south. (laughs) Someone's got to give get some funding to Toby Keith and get him back up and recording. Right. You know. Yeah, I think we need a few more. Fourth of July songs. I don't think. I mean, Labor Day is a tough one, right? Because you're like, I mean, how many pro labor songs are there? I can't really. I mean, yeah. there's uh, Arbor Day. I mean, sixteen. There's a uh, Tennessee Eddie Williams, Tennessee Ernie Williams. Uh, sixteen tons of what do you get? Maybe that's one. Uh, Take this job and shove it. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Johnny Paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, not there a song go. about how Aaron had to lay people off on Halloween, is there? We're, we're in still waiting for that. that, that. <laughs> we we did find you know we did find when we were uh, you know with the kids. There's a ton of Christmas songs. There's a few Hanukkah songs and things like that. There's like there is no Thanksgiving songs that kids sing, except no. for the Albuquerque turkey song. But yeah, uh, that's I, I, we're going to need to hear that one. I'm, I'm not familiar. I don't know if I can hear it. Okay, so now I'm what. playing the Albuquerque Turkey song underneath. So both Russ and I have heard it now because we're the only ones who listen to the podcast. But I'm going to stop <laughs> you right there, Matt, because my nice, plan. Nice drop in there, Rob. Was, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I found some change under the sofa and I also found, oh, no. Uh, now, here's the deal. <laughs> Can't think about Russell walking out on some woman after she says sofa. It's so funny to me. Think about Thanksgiving. You sit down, Okay. You're having a nice spiral cut ham. 
You are enjoying your time after oh, your. God. Get the fuck out of here. This is even worse. People who eat ham on Thanksgiving. You're right. Turkey. It's what are sin. you talking about, Rob? Oh, yeah. The greasy bits. I can just see Aaron eating his leftover ham on the sofa on Thanksgiving. Stuff everybody left behind. I'll just dip, man, just dip my roll in there. Oof. Aaron's like, I love raisins in the stuffing. Get the fuck out of here. Shut up. What? Now, here's the deal is Thanksgiving should become a bluegrass holiday. Think about this. You are sitting down with your family, and this is playing on the stereo in the back. What? Ooh, this is nice. Oh, you know what I mean? You're just shoveling it in right now. You're just eating everything you can. Eating that food. You look over at the uncle. You don't even care what he's saying about JFK Jr. or anything like that. You are focused on the food. You are dialed in because of this bluegrass music. Guys, this is a Thanksgiving mood. It sounds nice. No, I like it. I like it. Who is this? This is delightful. Oh, the Osborne brothers, of course. So good. I'm telling you right now, if any of you out there are interested in getting into bluegrass, there's only one thing you need to listen to, and that is the Nitty Gritty Band's collection of CDs, uh, May the Circle Be Unbroken, where they play with famous bluegrass players, play their song. It's an unbelievable collection. It will get you. It's a great jumping off point for bluegrass. Do it and have a happy Thanksgiving. Can I make a secondary plug for Dolly Parton's The Grass is Blue? Well, I just did. You can I don't like when you say secondary. Any secondary recommendations plug. you have, Rosie, That makes me think about Russell's take. time on that you know couch that. when he's getting the secondary plug. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. The joke was too good. I had to play the sound effect. I can't talk to you. It's time for Roll It Going. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron, Roll It Going. How's it going with you? It's going great. I thought our listeners, we have some new listeners, so they're going to have to go back and hear more about the car saga. But I wanted to give a brief uh, car. Well, I got I got to update on a couple of things, but uh, the car now is fine. And I've discovered um, it's, you know, it's kind of a fancy car. I've discovered the automatic climate control. Mm. Yeah, have you guys, have you guys, I'm, not, I'm not like a keep calm and automate all the things kind of guy, but I just turn that thing on auto so, and I just move the temperature gauge up what, and down. Yeah. It's yeah. really marvelous. I, it's Aaron, a, no it's offense. A, First of all, are, is your car a time machine and did you go back to 1995 <laughs> when every car had that? Can you guys hear the effort in Rob's voice as he's trying not to call me a dumb? He's trying so hard. It's like, he's just, mm, honestly, I was going to say, is the, is the air conditioning automatic for the people? And I realized this is the wrong album. That one. So, <laughs> oh, you read. I should have done that last so, week. So you're, so what you, so what you are excited about is the yeah. automatic air conditioning in your car that gets it to the right temperature. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. My because grandmother had that in her car, and she died when I was in college, Aaron. She like, must have had a nice car. Well, yeah, she did, actually. It was a really <laughs> super nice Oldsmobile, but still. Yeah. Second update, I had to uh, repot my carnivorous plant. It's it's having a bit of a hard time. I'm hoping oh, no. it's going to come through, but uh, it had a flower stalk on it, and I emailed the guy from Fong's Ferocious Foliage, and he told me that the <laughs> flower stalk is okay but it yeah. does take a lot of energy from the plant when it grows so i finally i had to like against my son's wishes he really liked the flower stalk i had to cut that part off oh no and uh, we had we had to repot it and um rob do you do you think aaron's plant salesman had to purchase more email storage to to oh deal with God. all the emails he gets about whether they can cut flowers off the plants or not like or to just normal gmail does that work for that or do you have to buy more storage he's for all like oh emails? it's you again this guy's like listen I had the perfect fucking idea for a money laundering scheme. I opened up a carnivorous plant store. 
I thought for sure nobody would ever come in and interact with me and I could launder all this money I have from selling that sweet, sweet cocaine. And now my days are full of dealing with this guy. Turns out just one guy. Plant. Just one guy with one plant. I'm, I'm his worst nightmare. Uh, my last thing I gotta mention is I had a I had a Rob type experience the other day. I went to the spice shop. And and I you know what? I th- my... when, think about baseball. That helps. <laughs> uh, anecdote of the evening is I was out at the spice shop. I was wearing my Beck Did It Better t-shirt. The guy at the spice shop said to me, hey, I like your t-shirt. And I had, and I said, it's a podcast. And immediately no. I got the, I got. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And I, and I, I even tried to, I tried to play it off and not tell him it was my podcast. I was like, oh, it's this great podcast. And like that immediately is the move. shut it off. Like he not interested whatsoever. So I don't think the gentleman from the Oaktown Spice Shop is listening. He's like this guy. And by the way, if you are, go fuck yourself for treating Aaron like that. Okay. He's a great guy. He's not a dumb shit. Okay. It is humiliating talking to people about the podcast i refuse to talk about it now i had somebody on facebook who was like oh i love beyonce if you do a podcast i'd love to listen to the episode uh, and i thought to myself, too. yeah i was like oh is that the one where we started talking about fucking at red lobster or whatever we're like i i cannot send this to a person it's 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 humiliating and people do not care about podcast recommendations aaron ever no they do not maybe i try maybe that Maybe that guy was the Sofa King dumb listener who who unsubscribed on iHeartRadio on us this week, huh? <laughs> that might have been the one. Yeah, maybe, or maybe that guy's monster. like, he's like, I love working at the record store wherever Aaron was, and I also love my new Samsung phone. <laughs> oh, well, time to look at what's going on. Well, time to listen to this drum solo for 10 hours. Jesus Christ, that's the last episode, too. It is, there is something fun about wearing a shirt that has your podcast on it. And it was, you know, what's extra fun, Aaron, my kid wore the shirt to school the other day. Oh, that's fun. That's definitely. And fun. I thought that's, that was the no, funniest. That's dangerous. What are I you thought that was the funniest. Yeah, yeah that's on. dangerous. This is like, you are just asking for it at this yeah. point. What are what? you doing? What? It's not my school. Oh, she's right. But mean, still, the teachers will be like, oh, what is that shirt? And then they're going to yeah. listen, and then they're teaching. Oh. oh, okay, let me ask you this. There are people like who right choose now, to, li- right, to live in right. chaos and choose to just do things that bring, <laughs> bring bad things upon themselves, and you are one of those people right now. Some I men just, just want to watch the world burn. I just yes, want you, you to picture. One of them. Your dad has a podcast. Are you going to tell a soul, especially your teacher, about your dad's <laughs> podcast? We're going to need to edit all this out anyways. We need to move it forward. Why? My kid wearing the shirt is so funny to me. Just to think of somebody seeing that and being like, oh, I should listen to that podcast. And it's just about sitting on a toilet backwards and stuff. God damn it, funny. Wait, is we that call the, it the AC Slater, Rob. Yeah, it's that's called the, the AC oh, Slater. Oh, that's right. That's the girl who went to the first two weeks of school with the Zoom name Norma Stitz because her dad thought it was funny to put that on Zoom once and she couldn't figure out how to take it off. So all her teachers thought her name was Norma Stitz for the first two weeks. Disaster. I do go through a panic now whenever, because we, we use Microsoft Teams at work. It's kind of like a Skype or whatever, one of those things. But yep. occasionally I'll have a Zoom call. Someone will invite me to a Zoom call. And I always, the moment I click on, I always freak out. I'm like, I hope I've never done anything bad on this podcast to change my Zoom name. And oh. I'm going to show up as Norma Stitz yeah. or something like that. <laughs> so good. Uh, Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Things are going good. Last week I went up, uh, memori- it was Memorial Day weekend a few weekends ago, actually. But I was up north. I went up to my brother's resort at Cole's Resort. We talked about this on episode one. For mm-hmm. those iHeart listeners, iHeart radio listeners that started back at episode zero or episode one. But I was up there and... My brother and sister-in-law, they actually had some other friends while they were up there. So, you know, I enjoyed the lake. I was 
enjoying the resort and everything, but they had other friends out there. Uh-oh, and I, I found myself one. numerous times where I was having these social interactions or sitting down at a bar or whatever with like friends of friends. Did you get your socks back? Did you get the right <laughs> socks back? I've been told they're in the mail, Matt, but okay. I haven't received right. them yet. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> Russell's like, Russell's like, oh, socks in the mail. Oh, wait, they're mine. <laughs> not yeah, what I it was really di- it was really disappointing not what I was expecting but I'll have, I'll have to do 20% off at Cole's Resort yeah I was gonna ask you guys what's your style when you go to like a social event and there are friends of friends there do you enjoy like sitting down and spending a few hours with people you're not really friends with or when you're on vacation you just kind of want to do your own thing what's your style like like I know a lot of people sometimes when people go on honeymoons or something like that They'll meet these new people. They spend all these time with these new people. So what's your guys' style when it comes to, like, you're on vacation and you're meeting new people? Do you want to meet and spend time with new people or friends of friends, or do you just want to be left alone? We always love to meet new people. When we go on, like, a cruise or something, we have friends who are circus performers. And they are friends <laughs> of ours because they were on a cruise doing this. They were the circus performers on the cruise. They saw Jenny do karaoke, and she was so bad that later they hunted us down and like wanted to hang out with us and did like excursions with us. And now we go see him perform in New Jersey all the time. Very, uh, I'm very much uh, in my own lane uh, and we're in our own lane in front of vacation. So I've, we've never made vacation friends. Can you imagine you sit down next it's to just Aaron the two of us. and you say, Hey, what do you do? And then you're just like, Oh God. He's like, Oh, I do this thing with the charts and data and something. And you're like, Oh my yeah, God, that's so boring. Charts and Get that data. exercise equipment that's guy back right. over here. Things go up, things go down, yeah. we'll come yeah. back to the norm. Oh, yeah, Lord. Right. Try I, here and there. Rob, everything you said, if we could, I would just do the complete opposite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the problem. Why we just, I, we just had this this week. My wife, Sarah, she just turned 40. We went to Stillwater, stayed at this place called the, the Crosby. It was awesome. Downtown Stillwater. I hadn't been there in like five years. Awesome place. And this Crosby, great place. They had a uh, a hot tub on the roof, you know, and they had like Ooh. a roof patio and stuff like that, right? So you go out there. It was it was great. So of course, there's two other couples that are in the hot tub. It's a big uh, one, so it's not like you're like I've seen cheek this one before. cheek or anything like. That. <laughs> yep. Did anyone seen get this stuck? movie before? You know, so I'm like, oh man. And of course, Sarah, the outgoing. All I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. You know, she's like making friends right away right and like it always turns out great and the people you know people everywhere are great and it's fine you find things to talk about but like i i would know i would never just go up and start talking to somebody and say like how you doing how's it going what's going on things like that no i'm I'm gonna be in my own lane but yeah I'm with, I, you know, I'm mostly with matt it's so weird that guys in the hot tub would talk to your wife so much god that's just so crazy <laughs> that they would talk to your wife so much in the hot tub i just don't <laughs> Understand why they were on time. Hmm, very strange. Give me that nut. All right. Yeah, that's. I. I don't know, Russell. Did what did you do? So we 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 sat with them a few minutes. So was, you know, hanging out with my brother and my sister in law. Sat there, and then we kind of had a group thing for a little bit. But then part of me was just like, I don't want to be part of the group thing. With I didn't come up here to hang out with friends of friends. Like that's not what I signed up for. When you go out of town and you go on vacation, and then it turns out later, I was in the the little small town and went out to eat, and these two people were there. They were at the same restaurant, oh. and so walk oh, no. in and they say, "Hey, do you want to join us?" 
And then you've got to oh. go through the awkward thing of like, do you say yes and sit with them? Do you say no, middle fingers up? Or what are you doing there, Matt? What's the right thing to do? Oh, you're stuck. That is the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. In fact, this happened. This just happened. The I was worst. Up, yeah. I was up in, I was up in my right? I was up. in a hot tub. My wife got out with somebody for like five, ten minutes. And then I'm stuck with this other couple in there. <laughs> this actually happened. So this actually happened. So I was going to meet with one of Sarah's cousins for breakfast up in my I was up opening up the cabin this week, right? So he's okay, well, let's meet at this homestead parlor greasy spoon thing up there, right? Like, okay, I'll see you there. So Sounds I good. pull up. And he's like five minutes behind me. So I pull up and in is walking his mom and dad and his sister and brother-in-law. Right. Oh. And I'm like, I would have just so turned around up. and left. So I call him up and I'm like, Hey, your mom and dad and your sister and brother-in-law just walked in. And he goes, okay, meet me down at the other one. <laughs> yes. That is all I wanted to say. Like, you know, like, okay, so then we went down to Shot Keys or whatever the next truck stop was, down, you know, when we're down. And so whatever you could do to get out of it. Let me know. What did you do? Yeah, I need so to So what I did good. was they were kind of sitting by the lake. They were sitting in the sun. And, they were si- and the thing is, I don't know if they want us to sit with them or if they're just being kind. I'm assuming they're just oh, being so you're by, you weren't by yourself. No, I found this person on iHeartRadio. They've been downloading <laughs> like 100 episodes gotcha. a day. Okay. So... <laughs> But so they, they say, hey, do you want to join us? But you never know if someone's just being polite or they really want yeah. you to join them. So I, in, in my mind, I'm just thinking I would never want them to join us. No. So I'm going to try to avoid it. So my answer, Matt, was they were kind of sitting in the sun. I said, oh, I've gotten way too much sun over the last few days. I was out in the boat all the day. I need to go sit in the shade. But thank you oh, for asking. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. You got to take Russ, care of yourself. That's so good. Well, they didn't do that. Oh, okay. Sounds good. We'll come join you. They didn't, yeah. they didn't pull the... They were... They, okay, I good. think, I think they realized we, we were yeah. both on the same page. I oh, like good. It. I like it. Dodge the bullet, my friend. Take care you of yourself. God, I, that's the one thing when I come back to Minnesota in the summer, you're not quite ready for a world where... You can both get a fake invite and have to fake decline, and everybody, that's what they actually want. <laughs> it's like, how do I navigate this? How do I dance around You, you know what I'll, I've also been told shit. by um, a, someone who's been downloading a lot of our episodes lately is that I'm actually a very much of an introvert, and I can only handle being around people for so long before I essentially shut down. That's what I've learned about myself recently. <laughs> that's so weird. I've had so many women say they're introverts when they're hanging out with me for a while, and I, that they got to go. And let me guess, Russell, you, you, you asked for that feedback, right? You said, hey, I could really oh, use no. some feedback about Uh-oh. myself, right? Like, please tell me more about me and about how my personality goes, right? You asked about it. Wow. This is so good. Uh... That was Matt's smart comment. Yep, yep. That's some smart shit. Please sell me some more advice I didn't ask for. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's still going. Still going. (laughs) Boom shakalaka? Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. (laughs) Rolling going. How's it going with someone else? (laughs) Literally anyone else. (laughs) I love the idea. That Russell's like, somebody's like, you're an introvert. You don't like being around people. And Russell's like, hmm, I've never, ever thought about that before. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, when do you want to do the podcast? Oh, anytime is fine. Literally anytime. Uh, Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. We're getting to the best time of the uh, winter sports season, even though it's summer. And I, I have to admit, 
The hockey playoffs are way better than the NBA playoffs. Oh, They're good. Give me a They're good. Fuck out of here. They're fun. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not watching the hockey playoffs. So I probably can't comment, but I want to hear. I want to hear it. There's so much more action in hockey. It seems like there's so much more fan passion because Rosie. I mean, God bless your team. They're phenomenal, right? Go but Celtics. everybody leaves about five minutes before halftime, and they don't come back until about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and then it finally starts heating up, and it just completely screwed them last night game one of the playoffs matt's going right? in hard if i told you right now there's a guy <laughs> named igor lazafiliak in the nhl playoffs <laughs> would you think i'm right or wrong that's why the person well, i'm not sure what you just said nobody knows uh, any of these people that's why it's not a, like a bigger sport i mean i will say the one problem with the nba playoffs has been all the blowouts this year and no one's totally sure Ooh. why that is people think it's a lot Due to the, to the three point shot, maybe, but there have been a lot of crappy games. I mean, last night ended up being a great game, but uh, it was a, you know a wild swing in the fourth you quarter. Know, no, you guys know this is so ridiculous. The problem with the NBA playoffs is it's not a rock and jock game. Remember what rock oh. and jock basketball yeah. had like a forty point basket? Like if there yeah. was a forty yeah. point yeah. basket, that would make the NBA playoffs bad. That would be exciting. Yeah. That would be exciting. It would be exciting. So and that reminds me, I ordered that pillow, that life size pillow shaped like Dan Cortez. So this is, I am excited <laughs> when that shows up. What I didn't get is that this was a basketball game though, where they had both rock stars and athletes who were kind of like jocks. Yeah. Okay, what jock. what did they call that it? Makes sense. That makes more sense. That's different um, than what my nickname in high school was, which was rock and jock. Rock and Jock? Yeah, because like, I was, I actually pretended like I had a French accent uh, the whole time. So I'd be like, oh, 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 I was, hey, so what, what do you want to do on this sofa? And they were like, wow, that's Rock what? and Jock. Rock and Jock. Oh, rock I want jo- to give you a secondary <laughs> plug for a 50 point shot with the, with the sweater on. I mean, the sweater makes so much more sense now. I can't stand the NHL. If the Minnesota Wild moved tomorrow, I would praise the day so I don't have to listen to Wild fans. That really don't know anything. They don't can't name any single player else in the NHL except for what one guy, Matt Dumber, yeah. or some guy on the Wild. Igor, like, have you heard about fans, Igor? Hockey Lurikoff? fans don't know shit. You start asking hockey fans about hockey, they don't know any of the players. They don't know anything. Like they can go back to Woodbury or the eastern suburbs of St. Paul, but like get rid of the Wild. Nobody cares. There's like there's like one small suburb of people who cares. I'm a, I've been an NBA fanatic for 15, 20 years now, and I'm I you know I feel like Moses Moody should have played last night over Iguodala. Like you know, and that's the eighth guy or ninth guy. So I for me, it's not an individual sport because I I watch so much of it. But I, I hear what you're saying, man. Yeah. Rob and yeah, don't get me started about the Warriors. Wow, they fucked me the other day. It's Big like, it's like, it's like, it is legit 218 Rob's time, and we're talking about fucking Golden State Warriors, eighth man. The Golden State Warriors last night put me in between the sofa cushions. Big time. <laughs> they gave me a secondary plug. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Listen, rolling going with me. How's it going? Okay, first of all, how's it going? I just want to tell you guys, I love the NBA. It's one of my favorite things. Oh, I think it's great. I love sports? it. No, here's the deal. I have uh, nationals coming up for powerlifting, so of course I got my nationals haircut. Ooh, my nice. my stylist came over to the apartment, and he was standing there, and he said, "Listen, I was just in Monaco for the Grand Prix doing some hair oh, stuff. Oh, oh wow! I am inspired by the F1 cars and the shapes I saw, and I'm going to give you a haircut based on that. Now, let me tell you, 
I have never been so I've never been so excited to get a haircut in my life. I was like, holy shit, I'm gonna look like an F1 car. This is gonna be unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I cannot believe it. He gets done, right? He turns me toward the mirror. It's the exact same haircut he's giving me four times. <laughs> but you know what I said? This fucking rocks. I look like an F1 car because he had an artist statement. It is so important for you just to be told like, hey, you're going to look awesome as hell. You just believe it. It's the same haircut I get every time. And every time he's like, wow, this is crazy different. And I'm like, it's not. You know what the big difference is? Instead of a mullet now, he's like, I took your mullet in the back. I made it a little bit thinner. Do you guys know, I'm just going to ask you real quick. Do you know what you call a thin mullet? What's that? A mullet? Oh, God. It's a rat tail, baby. I am a 42-year-old man, and I have about a four-inch rat tail that I can, wow, hang, yeah. I can swing that's around. A, that's, that's a solid one. It is... <laughs> I could put it in a ponytail holder Rob, if I want. I, mean, I paid really, so much money. I mean, I'm not lying. We've been we've been looking at you face on, right? So we haven't yeah. seen the back. We you see literally are tail. business in the front yeah. and party in the back. And look right? at this. Oh, yeah. That is unbelievable. Do I look like a <laughs> That's F1? not even a party in the back. That's a full on rat tail in the back. There's that's I don't even know tail. what the right that's party it's, it's a definite rat tail. Yeah, that's like business in the front, uh, unemployed in the back or something. I don't know what the right term is. I look like a guy who would be wearing a Metallica shirt, don't I? Yeah, like you it, do. Yes, you do, yeah. It's like, uh, oh. But man. isn't that like uh, either Scammers 101, and I don't think your guy's scamming you, but like, you know, you just start saying things yeah. so that people just start believing it. Yeah. Oh, right. totally. Like, you know, you just, you right. have like, to have you can these say like, statements. oh, they've got weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and people just yeah. believe it and say things <laughs> <Yes>. like that. <laughs> you say, oh, like, it. oh, let's I all go storm it. the Capitol together. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, and I got to ask you. So like, I, I, I still have selections of fraud. Some of us still get haircuts <laughs> often, but like when you go in and you get your haircut, it could like, they could fuck everything up left to right. But what are you going to say when they say, how does it look? They're going to, they're going to pull up the mirror. What are you supposed to say? You just got to be like, looks great. Give them your money and walk out and then like hate yourself. You know, what, what are you supposed to do? I'm convinced that if you're an attractive woman, you could not ever learn how to cut hair and still make millions of dollars because you'd be sitting there rubbing my head, giving, talking to me for like a half hour, listening to all my stories, telling me how great they are. And at the end you would say, Oh, you look great. And I'd be like, wow, this is the greatest day of my life. Like I have, this is the best sounds thing that's like ever another happened to me. Establishment. Different that, profession. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Then they would. You, know, you just described I mean, a strip club. About a yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think a haircut is? This has reminded me that this is a team game. We all got to be in this together. Let's talk about Master of Puppets yes. and not think about a guy with a rat tail telling you this. This is their um, this is Metallica's third album. This comes out and it's and it's amazing when you listen to early Metallica albums, right? Because the Black Album is a total that's the album I'm most familiar with with Metallica. That is a total switch to them trying to be more radio friendly. When you go back in time to early Metallica, you are getting thrash, you are getting long songs, and each album sounds so distinct that you know if the song is from Ride the Lightning. You know if it's from Master of Puppets. It sounds mm-hmm. like that album. We've got, we've got uh, Kill Em All, right? Their first album. It's just total thrash. Like, you listen to it, it's just like... Speed. Speed, speed, Fast speed, speed, speed. Go, right? Then they come out yeah. with Ride the Lightning. All of a sudden, we're getting eight-minute songs, 12-minute songs. They have movements. They have all these different parts. It's, it's this more intricate, kind of more 
thick thing. So now we have a band that is, let's just put it this way. They are popular enough on their second album where they were touring with a band called Tank and another, another band called Venom. Have you ever heard of either one of those bands? I have not. Yeah. So now, after this album, they are touring with Ozzy Osbourne and Anthrax. Like, this is the step up for Metallica. This is the big album. And it's a combination. It's very strange because when you listen to this album, yeah, there's thrash. There's still, it's still metal. We're, we're moving. But there's also like these classical parts, right? You hear it like, absolutely. You hear, Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is, and I was, I was texting this with Aaron today. I think this is the most classical sounding album we've done yet. You could take this album and strip out all the lyrics and it would almost be a better album. It would be like, you could still listen to this album. It would still be a complete album. There's no, there's no other albums we've done guys where the first minute of each song, there's no lyrics. They're getting you into what the theme of the song is going to be. They're getting you what he sounds like. And I think part of that's Cliff Burton, right? Like I know Cliff Burton died early. I think he died shortly after this, but he was the, he was the bass player, but he was a huge, classical music fan i think and i think there's actually bach influence on some of these songs isn't that right yeah he's he's a classically trained guy and he did he recorded this in march and in september they were on tour and the bus uh of course the famous story where he got the top bunk unfortunately bus flips over he goes out the window the bus rolls over him and so this is the album the last album with uh with uh cliff burton's songs on it and it, you can hear his influence in his classical training through these songs. Uh, so let's get into Master of Puppets. The entire album is all about the concept of control. So listen to this. Here's Battery. We're going to open. Listen to this opening. I mean, imagine you're putting on Metallica. You're expecting speed. You're expecting sounds, that thrash. Sounds like Marconi. Yeah, it sounds like, you have like sounds this acoustic cinematic. guitar, right? Yeah. I mean, it's almost like... Oh, yeah, we can do that, but look what else we can do even better than what you think. It, it's, it kind of reminds you, of Aaron, we've seen Metallica live in concert. I've seen them probably four, five, six times, but they always open with that good, the bad, and the ugly, this kind of similar type guitar vibe at the beginning. Right. Yeah, it's it a great cinematic. way to start, right? Yeah. And listen to this. So you think like, oh, what is this album? It's so different. Guess what? It's not that different. Yes. Yeah, heavy, heavy. And it speeds up more and more as these songs tend to do. Fast. I mean, this is crazy. And just when you think like, oh, wow, they're moving. Metallica is cruising. You go listen to the solo. Listen to this thing. Guitar solo on battery. Is this Kirk Hammett yet? Is he with the Yes, I think so. Okay. But I think think an interesting thing is uh, Dave Mustaine was one of the original right. members of Metallica. And right. it's insane to think about this, but he drank too much for the band. Like, and I think all these guys were out partying all the time, but he was, he had went, took it overboard. But I think Mustaine had a big influence on a lot of Metallica's early songs. And then they kicked him out, I think before, I don't know if it was before they recorded Kill Em All, but they kicked him out really early. But I know there's some of these songs where he claims, hey, I'm the one who came up with some of this stuff. So he might have some influence on this more than you think. Well, but Dave Mustaine is also famous for hating Metallica and be willing to talk about Metallica more than anything else in his life. Because what was he was Megadeth, right? He went on to yeah, he did he did Megadeth later, and you know they never became as big as Metallica. But it'd be like it would be like if if Rob kicked me out of the the podcast and then I had to go start another podcast and I didn't quite get as many listeners on 
the iHeartRadio platform. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. Well, you know, it, it wasn't that much later he did Megadeth because, by the way, Megadeth, band with the greatest album titles, I think. What was it called? It's called Peace Sells, But Who's Buying? I mean, that's a fucking title. Oof. That is a great yeah. title. It's right. so good. Yeah. So now we get to the, Aaron, this is a titular track. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. This is the, uh, this is the most performed song ever by Metallica, Master of Puppets. And this I is mean, the one, this is unforgettable for me. Russell talked about seeing Metallica live, and we saw them on, like, the Load Reload Tour, which I didn't know, you know, old-school Metallica fans hate that stuff. And so they came out and did Fuel and, uh, you know, all that, other, all that yep. other stuff. It was cool, it was great. And then when they got into the older material, I'll never forget, there was a kid sitting in front of us who was kind of just bobbing his head the whole time. They played Master of Puppets. He whipped his shirt off. He went completely ape shit. They did some stuff where they bring down the lights in the... In, the auditorium then they bring the lights up and everyone is going completely berserk i'll never forget what it was like watching them do this stuff it's a pretty amazing two song start I, I, to, i'll admit it the first two songs on this are battery and master of puppets i think are the two best songs on the album i think there's some that are good aren't quite as good as those two but it's hard to beat that for like a rock album as a beginning i know i don't know what other metal albums will be on the top 500 if any of them but that's a pretty fantastic start to an album don't you guys think yeah and the thing is, is that it's moving and it's going hard. But when you look at Master of Puppets, I challenge somebody to try to sing along with a karaoke track of Master of Puppets. It is so confusing because every fourth bar is cut short by one beat. If you listen to it, listen to it. it it's cut short. Yeah, it comes like a, like a Zeppelin kind of a thing. It comes sooner than you think. Listen to this. That right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you right yeah. now, when you are trying to sing a very humorous and very cool parody song, and you maybe need to do over a hundred takes because you can never quite figure out when it goes dun it dun what you're supposed to do. I mean, it's a this is a not a straightforward four four rock album. Now these dudes were dorks. Did you guys know that the end of that song was actually influenced by David Bowie's song Andy Warhol? Remember when we listened to that David Bowie album? Yeah, oh yeah. Listen to this, Russell. Ready? All right, yeah. And Kirk Hammett had says, I'm a big Bowie fan. A big Bowie fan. So you heard that, He's right? Listen, listen to this. Uh, oh, yeah. They're just, they're straight up just interpolating it. Yeah. Oh, it's totally. Not even influence. It's like they're just, they're, I think it's so it. yeah. fucking funny to me to think of Metallica to, and being like, this LA music scene is bullshit. Everybody looks crazy. They're putting on makeup and big hair. We don't need that shit. Finally, I'm by myself. I can listen to David Bowie. <laughs> it's like, well, you oh. guys, you you want to know why they became a Bay Area band? They were actually a California, uh, LA band, and then they met Cliff Burton. They saw him play on the bass, and they're like, "We need this guy in our band." And he's like, "I'm not coming to LA. You guys got to come to the Bay Area." So it was they wanted uh, Cliff was, Burton bad so enough. Burton That's why they really went down important. from LA to San Fran. I think it should be pointed out that these songs. I mean. When I think of like thrash metal or, you know, all of these like really hard hitting songs, I mean, I think of like three minute songs, right? Like, right. These are long ass songs. So Master of Puppets, I've got down like eight minute and 36 seconds. And so it's not like these things are like, I mean, these are like a yeah. an exercise in, in uh, fitness here yeah. to yeah, keep right. playing these songs, which is unbelievable. So there's eight songs on the whole album and it's like 54 minutes. I mean, I think of any other thrash metal or whatever you want to say, if they had eight songs on an album, it'd be like 30 minutes kind yeah. of a thing. So well, and, and you saying fitness makes me think of um, Aaron's secondary plug. 
Now, here's the thing. <laughs> a secondary plug? Yeah, fitness, fitness, fitness plug in there. In there. Here's what's the thing. Ter- what's, what's this tertiary plug? Oh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> so, now you might say to yourself, oh, Aaron just recently told a story about uh, HP Hanky Panky Lovecraft. Oh, he definitely did that on the Metallica album, right? Where they have a song about Cthulhu. <laughs> and the answer would be no. He talked about no, it during I REM. Oh, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, why not? So these guitars are tuned down, and it's supposed to give you the impression of a beast slowly moving into the sea, a giant godlike beast from another dimension. I can feel this that. This kind of feels like the predecessor to Wherever My May Roam or Sad But True is some of those heavier songs on the right. later ones that became really popular. Don't yeah. you guys kind of hear a similar vibe? Kind of that mm-hmm. marching type. Yeah, like a little bit of a chunky kind of groove, yeah. Kind of a 2 like you, can, you can kind of dance to this one a little bit. I certainly bang your Here's head. the solo on the thing that should not be. Listen to this. They say that one reason Ooh. Metallica plays so fast is that Lars, when he first started drumming, was not... Known as the greatest drummer, he would get so nervous that he would speed up and start playing faster. And so eventually, they just made all their songs faster. They're like, "Oh well, he's he's scared, so we have to speed up." I love that idea that he's just like, "Oh, so, ah, ah, oh." Ah. I feel like we have to at some point. People talk about Lars. Aaron has called out other people for being shit drummers. Some people don't think Lars is that great of a drummer, but like, isn't part of drumming just creating an attitude and an energy? But I heard he's like. Not much of a technical drummer, Aaron. Do you got any thoughts on that, or do you know anything about that? I don't know much about it. I, I did try to listen, because he's he's uh, kind of an annoying personality outside of music, in my what? mind. And so, you know, I, try, Man, I tried to listen. you're talking about me, Lars Ulrich? You think I'm annoying? Aaron hates when artists get paid for their music. Aaron was all about Napster. He's like, well, I'm not paying you shit for your music. They were right? fucking right though, weren't they? They were like, hey, this is gonna like ruin the music industry. No, they were, yeah, they were. They were and now it's right. like, oh, I streamed this song a million times today, and Metallica gets point zero zero one cent. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like he he can play fast, but I mean, for me, you, I mean, Russell, you asked during the opening, is Zeppelin and is Zepp, is this the first metal album, or was Zeppelin the first metal album? And like for me, everything you compare everything to Bonham. And he's not Bonham, but he's right for what Metallica was doing. So I think it's all right. I think it's okay. Welcome home. The song otherwise everyone knows as Sanitarium. A lot kind of, of this like music this. is really beautiful. Yeah. And I was so scared of Metallica when I was a kid I, and scared of their fans because I thought everything was death and murder. And, and it turns out like there's a lot of really soft kind of feeling in some of this stuff. Well, and, his, and a ton of his songs are about basically not being able to do anything about the situation, right? Master of Puppets is about how drugs take you over. Um, Welcome Home is about, like, how you can't do anything. He, James Hetfield grew up as a Christian scientist. And he said, like, yeah, that I felt really repressed when I was younger. I, I don't feel like I was in an environment that made me I could do whatever I wanted. Because all I know about Metallica fans is every guy I knew who, was, who had a Metallica shirt in high school could beat the shit out of me. Like, they were scary dudes that had Metallica shirts. Is the Metallica logo one of the best band logos ever, where you have the M yeah. and the A at the end, kind of have that downward, sharp angle type thing? It's a kick-ass name. Metallica. Like, what? Metallic? No. Metallica. Metal, right in the name. Jesus. I, yes, exactly. It's crazy. Sanitarium is a power ballad, and then listen to the at the end. Listen to a build. It's like a video game, just like it, it does sound like a video game. Yeah, yeah, it? it does. Yeah, 
It's like you're fighting the boss. Yeah, it sounds like, yep. Next up, we have Disposable Heroes. This is so fast. I read 220 beats per minute. Wow. Aaron, I, I, 220 beats per minute. Beats Can you keep up with that? That's a lot of beats. I don't know, man. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's that, would, that wouldn't be a sneaky beat of the week at all. That would just that's be the fastest beat of the that's week. That's right out there on Main. No, that's, that's not sneaky at all. Well, you know what, guys? We've been talking about uh, we've been talking about Metallica as a Bay Area band, and obviously, I live in the Bay Area, so I had to think about very specifically where in the Bay Area Metallica came from. And I read that uh, James and Lars, I think, had an apartment in El Cerrito, California. So I thought, let's do, let's do a list. Let's do a list based oh. on El Cerrito, California. What? Wow. Yeah. Again. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Every week with this shit, Aaron, you can do this. Many, I gotta edit it out. How many times have we deleted the El Cerrito, California? Yes. So you got? I don't know why. I'll it is. tell you I, what, Aaron. I my favorite El Cerrito. I think is Cool Ranch. I'm gonna say Cool Ranch. Right now. I love the Cool Ranch El Cerritos. It's like straight up. They're so good to me. So El Cerrito is a town not too far from me here in the East Bay. It's north of Oakland, north of Berkeley. Uh, El Cerrito means the little hill in Spanish. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time there. I've ridden my bike through a few times, um, but it turns out to have a pretty unique well, music well, history. Well. El Cerrito. Uh, and so, um, broken yeah, that's. That is where uh, that's where James and uh, and Lars put together a lot of their ideas in El Cerrito. So doing a list uh, inspired of inspired by the town of El Cerrito. Can you uh, act you're saying from it there. so much? You're saying Number El Cerrito one, so often. But but here's the problem: I could only come up with three El Cerrito songs. My first song is actually from El Cerrito's neighbor Richmond, what? and a lot of people people may or may not know. Time Master out. P. Time time out, Russell. I gotta get a judgment from you, okay? We are zero songs into Aaron's list. He has already broken the one rule of the list. I think as long as you explain why you're breaking the rule, I, I know think the it's list has Okay, this is my favorite Glockenspiel song. Just to let you know, there is no Glockenspiel in this first song. I had to go next. It is a heavy, it is a metal guitar. Here we go. To El Cerrito, to Richmond, where Master P got his start selling tapes out of the trunk of his car. So this is Master P with the RBL Posse trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Nice. Very early Master P. Whatever happened to Master P? Did he get out of the rap rap business for a while? Did he become a preacher? What He's happened a mogul. to Master He's P? He's a mogul. Just had some kids that went through uh, Minnehaha. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? He finally got his doctorate. So he's not a master anymore. So that's he's good it. for him. Working hard. You know, on that Dr. grind. Dr. P? Dr. P. Also my nickname so, in high school. A lot of people. <laughs> let you in Are on you a little sure secret. you're a doctor? <laughs> you're in the hospital bathroom. I'm Dr. P. Let you in on a little secret. Did you get stung by a jellyfish? I was excited about El Cerrito as a concept. But this was really just an excuse for me to put one of my favorite artists ever on a list, uh, as well this as one guy's of my favorite not songs. from El Cerrito either. <laughs> He's from Rancho Cucamonga. It's right next door. Pharaoh Sanders oh. is from Little Rock, Arkansas, but he did record this album on the Teresa Records label. <laughs> Teresa Records is a is a record oh. label from El Cerrito, California. So this is great. This is this is Pharaoh Sanders <laughs> with Rejoice. Play this shit, man. Pharaoh Sanders. I want to hear it. Do it a row that had nothing to do with El Cerrito. <laughs> the record label is from El Cerrito. And the song may or may not have been recorded in San Francisco. But the record label is from El Cerrito, Teresa Records. And here you got oh. 
one of the all-time great tenor saxophone players, Pharaoh Sanders. That's beautiful. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, and this is an album that he did in 1981 or two on the Teresa Records label. Uh, and uh, it's uh, got Elvin Jones playing some percussion here, and he's, Pharaoh's doing what he does, and I love Pharaoh, so I was t- oh. just wanted to get him on the list so that people know. How many saxophones are on that, Aaron? I couldn't One. tell. You said 10 or, 10 or what? 10 or 12 saxophones? 10 or 12? <laughs> yeah, it's all too much for me. Tenor saxophone. I always felt bad for the people in high school who played the tenor sax. Like, I was an alto sax guy, and like, to, to play, because the tenor one was the big one, right? Yeah. That's the baritone. The baritone they were the like, really big they were, one. They were just cool enough where they didn't have to play the baritone or the French horn, but not cool enough to play any normal instrument. But the tenor sax is... Imagine being down, look, being in band. You're looking down the row, and you go, yeah. you go, God, I wish I was as cool as Russ. <laughs> Wait, what? And Russ what? is like, please don't talk to me. I'm kind of an introvert. I'm not trying to make friends on this vacation. So I've been told. I've heard. I think the flute players told me I was an introvert after a while. Russell, listen, they didn't get stung by a stingray. You're not Dr. PMD right now. Next up, true El Cerrito connection. This band was from El Cerrito. I believe went to high school in El Cerrito. This is that you guys know I love this song. Any excuse to play it. This is Creedence Clearwater Revival playing Lodi. It's about time we heard this. Aaron's brought this song Lodi up numerous times. <laughs> I can't help it. I love this song so much. So I got to play it. And Lodi is another city in California, farther from El Cerrito. When this song started, I wasn't sure if it was Creedence Clearwater Revival. I mean, I just couldn't. Yeah, like, I like when you hear right? this, like when you hear this, what band is that? Hmm, I can't tell. <laughs> it's, clean, it's revisited. It's That's Credence Clearwater revisited. The same. Absolutely unmistakable. And then the final El Cerrito connection, once again, this is tenuous. Bay Area comedian Andy Samberg graduated from Berkeley High, but the internet tells me that he spent a little bit of time in day school in El Cerrito. So there is an El Cerrito connection there. <laughs> he, bought, he bought sausage pizza once in El Cerrito. Uh, the little hill. Actually, are you sure was it the other Cerrito, the big hill? Oh are you sure was it the little hill there? It might have been so the big hill. Of course, hill. if we're doing Andy Sandberg, it's got to be Dick in a Box. It can be nothing but Dick in a Box. Dick in a Box? It's about time this podcast got some Dick in a Box. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. I, I have a feeling Rob isn't entertained by this. I feel like this is too funny where it might be funnier than Rob, so he's not going to give it credit. Dick in the Box is the height of humor to me, actually. I think it's so, so funny. That's it. Quick list. I love it. Four songs inspired by El Cerrito. Some of them with an actual connection to El Cerrito. Some of the others rather tenuous. Aaron, you're, you're the gift that keeps on giving. I really don't know what to say. We're so tired. It's so late. We're so bored with the podcast. And yet... You have a list where almost nothing has to do with the title of your list. It's it's almost it's almost like somebody gave you those four songs and said, "Try to put these in a group these together somehow." It was really all just to get, I loved it. It was all just to get Ferris Sanders, Sanders awesome. on there. That was really the big the big thing. And mm-hmm. and Lodi. You can just play anybody you want, Aaron. You actually don't need to come up with a list. You could just say, "Hey, can we play this music?" I'll do it. I guess we don't care. I guess that's true. Okay. All these the only people listening are people who can't figure out how to pause Samsung podcasts. So. <laughs> I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to unsubscribe. Radio. <laughs> All right, Leper Messiah from the from a Ziggy from a David Bowie song. Where the title comes from? 
Oh, interesting. Ziggy Stardust. I think this is another one Mustaine claimed the guitar riff came from him. But the, the other guys Metallica say no. Than any other guitar riff that they've come up with. Like, Yeah, I mean, this seems like they would have stumbled upon this eventually. Even Vanilla Ice is like, come on. it's. I mean, come on, they're all the it's same. Like, He's like... Dun, dun. <laughs> listen to this. Ooh. I gotta say... Lars on the double drum, the double bass. That is fast, isn't it? Yes. Whoa. This fucking rocks. And so the double bass, I got a question. Is it two mallets hitting the same bass drum? It's two mallets hitting the same bass drum. Now, Orion is, I was listening to a podcast called The Great Albums, right? This is a song. It's an instrumental. It's composed by Cliff Burton. This song is a sonata. Yeah. Well, it's, right it's, it's, it's not a daughter nada. It's the sonata. Okay, no, I'm sorry. It's not the moonata. It's the sonata. Nailed it. Aaron, <laughs> explain to us what a sonata is. Yeah, it's a classical form, and it's the simplest. It's A, B, A. So you've got an A section, a B section, then return to the A section. But um, I think people like Mozart and Beethoven expanded on that a bit. So you have exposition of the theme you have some development of the theme and then eventually you recapitulate the theme and then maybe you have a coda that's tacked on at the end and this is what we've been talking about with metallica is they were inspired by classical form aaron you want to see my ab section check these out yeah oh, <laughs> lifting up my shirt so you can see my AB section. <laughs> i mean i'm getting so big you'd think i'd have a c-section aaron do you want to see my no. dr p section Listen, you can't go around thinking everyone got stung by a jellyfish. Okay? That's not an excuse to pee on people at the beach. A weird way to go through life, son. Yeah, you cannot just you can't say that. That's not a defense if you're just peeing on random people at the beach. It's not random. I went to El Cerrito High School with all these people. That's why we're here. We're at the the reunion for El Cerrito High School. Except for Andy Sandberg. He just happened to Get gas there. Once. Now, this guy over here didn't go to El Cerrito High School. He actually went to a different high school, uh, but he was here today. And that guy over there taught, but he God, he wasn't here at El Cerrito, though. His name is actually El Cerrito. We actually went to college where people called it the hill, and so I thought we would have got um, the limestones oh, right. made because they put also limestones in are there. from a place I called the hill. I didn't think of that. Jeez, I really dropped the ball. Missed opportunity. It's like Rob doesn't want to get to the end but of the, the this episode. Is, it's like he's he's doing what he said this, in the opening song. Here's my impression of the limestones in college. That was, by the way, the, uh, uh, what do you call it, Aaron? The band, No Music. Acapella? I like cream uh, of wheat. Uh, acapella. acapella band that was at our college was the Limestones. And here's my impression of the Limestones. Here's my impression of every woman I know who went to a Limestones concert. I want to fuck those guys so bad. I was blown away with how many women wanted to have sex with the acapella group. I was like, I can stand in the corner and be like, it's like, nobody wants to come bang me. Why do they love the acapella group so much? They're doing some public speaking. <laughs> Rob truly doesn't want this night to end. It's amazing. This, you guys, this is. It's too, it's too much. 
Russ, Russ has been trying time. to get to Orion for like 13 minutes now. <laughs> okay, Aaron, tell me what a sonata is. I forgot. It's something about ABs. Wait, I already told you. Oh. Our listeners don't want to hear it again. I think part of it is they're skipping back and forth here. So you start with like this Cliff Burton solo is so, at the opening, right? The so bass here's solo the main the theme song, of right? the sonata, Russell. This is the A theme. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. You got it? That's the A theme right there. That yep. riff that you're hearing right there. Okay. Then, uh, minute 43 in, you hear another theme. Check us out. Well, yeah. there's Bert. So this is the other riff in the song, right? This is the B section. Now check us out. Let's go to the back. To, now listen, and at 243, they go back to the main theme. Listen. I love that little change. So it's there. the same A theme coming back. James Hetfield, by the way. Great rhythm guitar. Just unbelievable. So then we have the all the themes kind of at once. They're kind of developing it. Here, check us out. It almost feels like we're, we're addressing a Miles Davis or a jazz album right now. Yeah. Going through the different parts. And I can tell you... According to Samsung Podcast, people love it when I went in-depth into the music in those episodes. They love it. They did. Yeah. Trending. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was trending. Now you hear the drums at the very end. This is the last part. The drums do that original theme again. Listen to this. Right here. Yep. You nailed it, Rob. Rob, you're a musicologist. So it is, I mean, Russell, right now, you're listening to a sonata. Okay? Which doesn't, which makes Aaron think about his Hyundai sonata that he did back into his retaining walls, for those of you that haven't been listening for a while. So he doesn't like sonata. You guys had mentioned, like, the classical music aspect of this, and it's actually, they've, they've they, I think they do instrumentals on almost every album, and they've done them on the first couple, and then... They did an instrumental mm-hmm. on uh, one of their later albums, one that wasn't as well-received, Death Magnetic. There was a song called, we don't have to hear it, I didn't give it to Rob, but it's called My Apocalypse. And actually it won Best Metal Performance, uh, Best Rock Album, Best Hard Rock Performance uh, for a song, Unforgiven 3, which is not one of the most popular songs, but won some awards at the time. And it turns out that the string arranger on that album was David Campbell. And if you guys remember, David Campbell is Beck's dad. Beck's dad. So when it comes to right. arranging strings for Metallica, who did it better? Beck's dad did it. Yes. <laughs> you, you guys are not going to believe Amazing. what town <laughs> Beck's dad is from. It was a town. There was a hill over that way. Yep. Yep. He was from uh, he was from El Cucamonga, which is right next to El Cerrito, <laughs> but it's not, it has the same number of letters in the name, so that goes on Aaron's list as well. So Damage Inc. They end with they have this very slow build in the beginning, kind of like ethereal, almost kind of almost electronic, and then basically they're ending the album by saying, "Oh, do you still think we can play some thrash?" Well, this is a maybe check this was shit inspired out. by a Bach song called "Come Sweet Death," I believe. We talked Bach to Beethoven a few weeks ago. The beginning was inspired by Bach. Nice. And then it's like, now we're back to the beginning of the album, right? Yes. Yeah. It really is. It's a classical album. 
Which is so funny thinking about the guys I knew in high school who had Metallica shirts. Yeah, like musically, it's very nerdy, but it's loud and fast. It's super nerdy, and so many of these metal guys are. Like when you talk to them, you know, like the head, the lead singer from Anthrax. When he talks, he sounds like a college professor. And meanwhile, my friend in high school wearing a Metallica shirt is a janitor at college. Except for one crazy day. Let me tell you about it. He goes into a classroom, right? Sees a math equation on the board. Simple. (laughs) Solves it. Okay? Professor comes out and goes, oh my God, you solved an impossible equations. I can't believe it. And he goes, watch what else I can do. And he he goes on the board and he draws. Three perfect anuses. Photorealistic. <laughs> Takes hours. And the guy goes, what? You're a brilliant mathematician <laughs> and you drew photorealistic anuses? What's going on? And he goes, he goes, oh, you like assholes? How about them assholes? Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I didn't think that's where it was going. And he was a Metallica fan. I didn't know. You take a subway train there, like forty-five minutes each way every day, just to get to that one college. You know what? I when I was in college, I made my dad choose the disco. When ball. I was in college, I had to take the subway up the hill, up the hill him. at La Cucamonga, both ways, up the hill, up the little hill, and down the little hill. El Cerrito. And you know what that subway driver's name was? What was that? Barrow Sanders Jr. His name, his nickname, <laughs> Hanky Panky Jr. A lot of people don't realize that. I can't believe that Pharaoh Sanders didn't write Walk Like an Egyptian. Is that mind-blowing to you? <laughs> That's crazy to me. He was probably like, oh, fuck, missed out. And then when he heard Steve Martin do King Tut, he's like, oh, that's it, man. There cannot be that many Egyptian-themed hit songs that are going to come. The windows closing. Get out. Get out. Really? I mean, how many Egyptian songs can possibly come out in like a four-year span? And the answer is two big ones. <laughs> Ferris Sanders still alive. Like, imagine if there was two hits. Great album last, just last year. Two hit songs about somebody being from, like, Chile. And it's like, yep, I'm a Chilean. And here's a song about it. And two of them make the billboard. That would be insane. (laughs) Is this stoned fruit season? Is that what I heard? All right. Rob, if we could keep this going. Stoned fruit season. we could make this podcast go a little less faster, faster, we could easily make it go 4 a.m. at one time. Oh, no, a jellyfish stung my arm. What am I going to do? All right. So we are talking about the number 97th, right? Yeah, 97th album on the list. It's Master of Puppets, which is by Metallica. Okay, there's actually Sonata on it. So if you want to hear about that, rewind. About an hour ago, and you can listen to that. Uh, this is, does this belong at 97? I mean, honestly, an album I've heard one bazillion times and have owned zero times and have actually chosen to listen to zero times, but it's just been in my life so much in every weight room I've ever listened to these songs. Does that mean it's rolling well-toned? Much like I was at the weight room. I mean, this is like somebody in the weight room who's got it going on, Okay. You can see their A section. You can see their B section, okay? They are rolling well-toned. Or is this like um, is this like somebody who's, you know, they're pretty skinny at the gym. They've been working out. They're doing a lot of cardio. It's a rolling bone, okay? This album should have been way higher. It shouldn't be got 
so far back. This album got boned. It should not be back here. Or is this a rolling groan? Kind of like me when I'm doing squats, when I'm doing bicep curls, okay? When I'm in the bathroom at the gym, it's a rolling groan, okay? it's It should not be this high. Oh, it should be way lower. <clears throat> Kind of like, kind of like, yeah, kind of like you right now. Should not be this high. Should be a little lower. And I'm staying up and talking to you guys after this too. So don't, don't, you're not escaping my little view. I'm going to see you. Speaking of C-sections, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Because I see you. C-section. I see the section that you're in. Am I up? Yes. This is the rating section where we rate the albums. Yep. All right. I love Metallica. They're one of my favorite bands ever. Actually, uh, the music list started because I love making lists. I love doing, going through this type of thing. One of the first music lists I ever did was taking every Metallica song ever, putting it in a spreadsheet mm-hmm. and ranking every song on a scale of 1 to 10, and then seeing where yep. the album came out. So I gave uh, Master of Puppets an 8.5 average overall. And I did this years ago, and it actually was my third favorite Metallica album at the time. So I was coming into this thinking, well, maybe Ride the Lightning or the Black Album should be higher. But I went back and listened to those. And you listen to the Black Album now, and there's some big hits, but it's just slower. It's more poppy. It, it isn't, I don't think it's quite as interesting musically as this one. So for me, I'm going to say this is Rolling Boned. It should be higher on the list. I will come back and listen to this one over and over. But admittedly, that's just part of me being a Metallica fan. But I thought it was interesting. It sets a mood. It sets an energy that is hard to match from a lot of bands. So I love it. Uh, we've got a caller here. We got Aaron from El Cerrito. Aaron, what do you think? <laughs> rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling? Bone? He's not from El Cerrito. Yeah. He's from the other side of El Cerrito. Their main host. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually like, I'm like 20 miles away, 15 to 20 miles away from El Cerrito right now. But I'm, I'm close, I'm pretty close. I'm going to Richmond on Sunday, so it's going to be. I'm going to drive through. I'm the bouncer outside the club. Let me check. Yep, you're on the list. <laughs> Aaron's list is everything that's. Tangential. I think this album, uh, I had never listened to the full album. I'll also, I, I've uh, known Metallica for my whole life, but never listened to this whole album. But as, as the first sort of modern metal entry, setting Led Zeppelin aside, I got to say it's right in the right place. It belongs in the top 100. I'm going to call it Rolling Well-Toned. Matt, what do you think of Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? Metallica, Master of Puppets. Uh, admittedly this kind of genre of heavy metal thrash metal whatever you want to call it, is not my favorite uh unlike kind of like you rob i think everywhere you go you hear some sort of metallic influence if you know you're either playing football lifting weights something like that i mean you, you just hear it everywhere it's it's in the fabric of uh maybe not society but like you know the places that i hang out or did in high school and things like that so um i kind of think this is might be the one of the top if you put like the f- top four songs starting four songs in this album up against any other album mm-hmm. we've heard i mean this has got four yeah. songs the third one being you know kind of the question mark but sanitarium at, at, is the number four song i mean this is this thing starts out heavy and it's awesome and it's great and so i'm with rosie i'm gonna say it's rolling well toned right here at 97 in the you know it's in the top 100 for sure and i'll just say it's rolling well toned right here guys unfortunately you're incorrect what for real let me tell you a long let me tell you a long winding story about why no this is a rolling cliff bertone bertone every Uh, every piece of music you hear from Metallica after this is totally different 
and it's obvious how much of a genius Cliff Burton was. Honestly, one of the biggest what ifs in music history, right? Like what if Cliff Burton was still in Metallica? Would they have made things like the Black Album? Would they have made the album that got me into Metallica? The first Metallica album I ever listened to and loved? Reload. <laughs> and that is a list that I am on that is just me and two guys from El Cerrito who love the album Reload as one of their favorite Metallica albums. Nobody else says that. Listen, next week we have something that I assume Aaron did as a hobby in Iowa, it's Cartwheels on a Gravel Road by Lucinda uh, Williams. Nice. I like it. It's kind of country <laughs> you want to hear about the greatest albums of all Podcast time. song is playing. I can't hear you. Sorry. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear four guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Did it better. Guys, I actually heard that if Cliff Burton would have lived, he would have become a sofa king carnivorous plant salesman from the other side of El Cerrito. Jesus Christ. Were we talking about carnivorous plants this episode? Yes. It's so long. You guys make these episodes so long. 